Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I am Tony Serino alongside Christopher Carter, and this is your daily dose of all things Steelers. Today on the show, Chris and I have a full recap of the fourth day of Steelers practice here in St. Vincent College. A better day for the run defense today, and Chris and I are going to give you a breakdown of who we think is winning each of the position battles thus far through camp. Welcome to the show. You can find more of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, the new Himalaya app, wherever you find podcasts, search Locked On Steelers, hit that subscribe button. Make sure to get your daily dose. You can follow us on Twitter at LO Steelers. You can find us on Facebook, search Locked On Steelers, hit like on the Facebook page, but make sure you also join the Facebook group. You can also find us on Instagram at Locked On Steelers. Support for Locked On Steelers comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You may have seen them on Shark Tank. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. That's 20% at manscaped.com with the promo code LOCKEDON. All right, Chris, the fourth day of practice in the books. How are you doing today? I'm tired, Tony. I'm tired. I'm okay, though. <laughs> no, well, listen, we, get, we get the day off tomorrow, yeah. which is nice. Uh, the players have the day off. We'll probably take the day off as well. Um, but let, let's go over the injury report real quick because the Steelers, they're racking them up a little bit here early in camp. TJ Watt still out with that hamstring injury, and Johnny Holton out with a hamstring injury as well. Uh, Sean Davis had that finger. He sat out of practice, and then uh, Moncrief left early with it looked like a finger issue as well, dislocation or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are pictures on Twitter. You can see it. It does not look good. I think uh, Dale Lally said Xavier Grimble left with the trainers afterwards. Not sure if Tomlin had anything to say about that after practice. He did He did, he did not. I think they're still evaluating him, and they weren't even sure what was wrong. He was sort of grabbing. But, I mean, when he was talking to the trainers, it was kind of just like, yeah, you know, what's up there? Okay. Um, uh, Mon- Moncrief, uh, Tomlin said afterwards, you know, it's just a finger issue, but they said they've evaluated him and he was he cleared to come back to practice. Yeah. They didn't put him back in, but, um, that's what I said on Twitter. I think he's, uh, I think he, I think he's fine. You know, his finger does look messed up, but whatever it is, it seems like they're, they're comfortable with him. It's a good time. It's a good time for them to have a day off too, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, I think Two days of padded practice. Right. Cause ho- you know, hopefully after this, these couple days off or this day off coming up, you can get, T.J. Watt back, maybe even Sean Davis and Moncrief. Yeah, get back to full strength. Ramon Foster had the day off today. Veteran, Veterans Day. Veterans yeah. Day off, yep. Tomlin said uh, two days ago, I guess after the first had a practice on Sunday, he said the plan is, you know, to switch rep days where veterans get certain days off. You yeah. know, and, like, you know, Sunday it was Ben, Pouncey, and a few other guys. Today, Mark right, Barron was one of those guys. We talked about right. that yesterday. Yeah. Mark Barron sat out, not because of injury, but mm-hmm. because of Veterans Day Because off. of Veterans Day up, and he was back in full force today. Yes, he was. Um, and uh, and Ramon Foster sat out. And Ramon, like, you could see, like, you know, he, he's one of the older, older, he's the elder statesman on the team. Yeah. He, yeah. I saw him in the cafeteria. He had ice on his knees, and he was uh, going yesterday. I think it's just, you know, hey, man, <laughs> when, you, when you know what you're supposed to do out there, they're not going to press you for uh, random practices. Interesting thing here early on I noticed is that I couldn't tell if Hayden had a half day kind of or if they were if they were just given already team uh, uh, reps with the first team a little bit because I did you know Hayden was only out there for it looked like maybe 50% of the, the first team drills. If it, it seemed like they were just kind of taking it easy on Yeah. Cuz and also they know what they're going to get out of Joe Hayden. They they're not they don't need to see anything else from that right. guy. Right. What they need to see is Brian Allen, Artie Burns, Justin Lane, Stephen Nelson and, and even Nelson, they're seeming very confident with. Yeah. Um, so I think, they, I think they should. I think yeah. he's had he's had a decent camp so far. Mm-hmm. All right. So practice really starts with, with seven shots. Let's go over the seven shots yeah. uh, 
Give me give me a rundown. So offense won five to two today. Um, I have it. I have it. I have it the other way. But let's go. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Anyways, so the first play, a very good pass um, from Ben to Moncrief on Hilton. Uh, it was just yeah. an inside route, a good yep. touchdown. Um, then Ben DeMond creep again on a slant uh, against Nelson. Wide open. Yeah, and it was one of those crossers. I forget who was underneath, but they had one run to the flat, and that's that's a traditional, yep. you know, mix them up play. And he 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 beat he beat he beat Nelson. Moncrief was on fire until that injury. Yep. Um, then Ben threw a pass. Uh, Tony, you said it was tipped. Uh, I think Bush got a hand on it. I think, but okay. Yeah, it, it, it went from the end zone. I was standing behind the whole play. And what I saw, what I saw was Ben saw Bush kind of like closing in and he threw like a lower pass yep. and Juju got his hands on it. He just couldn't corral it in. Um, cause it was, it was low and he, and he, it was, uh, it was close, but I mean, it was yeah. good, good coverage by Bush though. It was good coverage to force that kind of a throw. Uh, the fourth play was a wide receiver screen and Hilton read it the whole way. Yeah. Um, and he just jumped in. So Ben finishes the day two of, uh, the shots two of four. Um, with go, with both touchdowns going to Moncrief, then we're, we're in agreement so far. <laughs> yeah, then Mason Rudolph comes in. Yep, and uh, Rudolph says Rudolph comes in, hits James Washington on the crosser. Um, was it Washington or Jive Johnson written down? So that's the thing. I saw thirteen. That, at first, I thought it was eighteen, but then I I mean, like he turned around. I swore it was James Washington. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, um, I thought it was Johnson, but yeah, you're right. Eighteen, thirteen. It, it gets tough out it, there. It, it was it was tough to to keep up, and plus when you're trying to keep your notes in the in the, the sun yeah. and everything's on you. I thought that was a nice play though of Mason going back, and this was one of those times where he couldn't lock into his first read. Yeah. Right, he kind of had to go through his progressions yes. a little bit. Didn't panic back there, and, and made the right uh, the right read and the right throw. Yeah, I thought I thought Mason Rudolph. Had a strong day, and uh, as it continued, he hit uh, t uh, James Washington on an imp improvised play. He broke the pocket. Um, you know, at first I was like, "Did would that have been a sack?" But I mean, no one really got a hand on him. So, um, okay. So I, I had that down as a sack, just because I I feel like if the if the outside linebackers even get close, I give him a sack because you know they're going to slow down. They're not going to hit the quarterback. Mm -hmm. But but I, I see what you're saying. But like I mean, he he did keep himself clean, and it was a good pass to Washington. It in the was corner. a good throw. It was yeah. a good throw and, in the and, corner and, of the end zone. Yeah, and he, and, and Washington, they they really like the to have these young guys that love to improvise and work on these scramble drills. Mm -hmm. And I think with Juju Washington and even Moncrief even too, but especially Deontay Johnson, that seems what he's really good at. They got guys that are that are breaking all over the place. Okay. Um, so then the seventh play, which is probably the one you're really disputing. Um, <laughs> well, I think Al Riveron is just not going to see it your way. <laughs> <laughs> As he never sees it for Mike yeah. Tomlin. Um, Rudolph drops back and hits Trevor Wood in the back of the end zone. Wood sort of corrals the ball. And he gets his toes down for a good catch. But then there's like these uh, triangular like ads yes. that are in the way. And so like... As it's, it's it was sort of like an outfielder realizing oh snap center field's wall is right here mm -hmm. and so like he runs into it and hops over but when he hops over he lets go of the ball yeah now, the mind ball you, kind of, he kind of juggles it a little bit he, tries to bring it back down right now yeah. mind you though he did get two feet in bounds he had control of the ball mm -hmm. going out of bounds uh, if if he was a patriot and this was Dante Stallworth <laughs> against right. I think it was the Jets or the, I think it was the Panthers and uh, he was fall I remember the same exact thing that was ruled a catch because he was in the end zone already yep uh, but it was what was really funny was Kevin Colbert was right there and he ruled a touchdown and Tomlin was like I don't know about that Colbert <laughs> uh, but it was it was a but I mean, Tomlin knows yeah Tom, Tomlin, Tomlin knows, knows. <laughs> um, so he's I, out of history I, I he's had yeah he he's he's kind of he's tired of that um, but uh, so yeah so I, I had that as the as the offense winning five to two on the day okay um, I, I had a four three I, I had that one as I thought you know they'll rule him out of bounds if that were a real situation but I could see it the other way four three and then I got I had the sack where on the Washington mm -hmm. one as well but. Um, oh, good seven shots. Yeah, good seven shots. Offense ties it up. It's two to two during camp. 
Is it? Okay. Yeah, it's a two to two, and that's day four, so they'll get a break tomorrow. But uh, um, but big but big time stuff there from the from the uh, from the offense. Yeah. All right. And then uh, the next drill I, I watched was the wide receiver cornerback blocking as, drill. As everyone. Did. Okay. Yeah, that was a big one. I thought the defensive backs didn't do didn't do so well in that one. Looked like yeah. Looked like Terrell Austin had to go in there, coach coach him up a couple times, and uh, kind of tell him what he wanted. Um, a juju, obviously, very very good in this drill. Well, no, I mean it's not like he's not known for blocking yeah, or anything. Right. Right. Um, right. And, and what but what was interesting, much like how Benny Snell got thrown into the fray, they quickly put Justin Lane in there. Yes, and the they first did. first rep, Juju gets out, gets his hands inside Lane's frame and drives him off about five yards, letting him know like, all right, this is what you're gonna have to deal with, young man. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that was that was a that was that was a good start. And then they they kind of messed around. They did some other guys, um, but. The big thing was then when they were went to go again, Juju drove Lane about 15 yards downfield. I think it took him into, into field three. I mean, and he was. I think he it, still might be he's back there still driving. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and eventually Justin Lane had it. He gra- he he grabbed Juju, threw him down, and right. then, like they threw each other. And so then Juju sort of gets up and like puts his hands up <laughs> while he's backing up. But like you know, in the Juju, I'm so playful mode right. that you kind of realize it. And Lane like after gets up, he's like what? And then he's like, you know what? Uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But but see, that's the thing is that like. And I, I hate to do this, but Antonio Brown, when he would get into those kind of scrap situations, he would just kind of not care if your if your feelings were hurt, or if he would just kind of like you know be like, yeah, I did that to you. Yeah. But Juju, like he he did he did lane dirty. He, 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 he did. took him for a ride, and, and but as soon as he got up, he knew it was all love. And as soon as like like Lane got up and saw Juju joking around, they hugged each other, and that was it. Right. And, and it was over. And I think that's good leadership on the part of Juju showing the rookie the ropes. And uh, taking him to school, but then not like rubbing his face in it. Yeah. So I, I thought that was a very good exchange. Yeah. For the team, I, I did. I did when they first got up. I was like, "Ooh, we're gonna see our first camp fight here." It was, but it, you know, it was it was quickly. There, there was a second, and, and the, the you saw the entire secondary and receivers score. They were about to run over there. Like, no, 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 no. We did not want this. Exactly. Um, anyone else stand out for you in that drill? I thought, I thought James Washington looked pretty good. James Washington looked really strong. Sutton was on and off. I thought that he had some really good reps. Oh, yeah, Sutton um, was one. Yeah, you're the, right. The, the only thing with him was that there were sometimes he would st- he would forget to keep chopping his feet, and you'd hear Austin say that. Mm-hmm. And you'd say, like, hey, you'd be like, hey, hey, you got to keep your feet moving. Um, and then um, I'd say Eli Rogers had some impressive ones. He did, yeah, for, um, for, for a little guy. I thought you know I thought Switzer struggled a little bit because he's – And, and it's, it's tough for Switzer. Yeah. You know, he, that's not that's not the position he's going to be. Yeah. And, and the Steelers are getting bigger at defensive backs. You know, they're, they're, they're kind of done with the Robert Goldens. You know, I mean, Mike Hilton's still the exception. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you look at Artie Burns, Justin Lane, Cameron Kelly, you know, Sean Davis, Terrell Edmonds, they're getting guys – that are that are larger and not necessarily flatline faster, mm-hmm. um, and so that works against Switzer. But I, I thought Rogers had a strong day in the blocking department, and as he as he should, because that's something that Ben has worked with him specifically uh, about two years ago against the Ravens. That I, I still remember this play where I was in the press box and I could see they put. Rogers at, at where at the spot of the point of a bunch formation where you usually expect a tight end, and he his job was to seal the edge and he sealed it perfectly and ran it and as soon as the as soon as the touchdown was scored by Le'Veon Bell, you should see Ben running and pointing at Rogers like that's you that's you yeah. I know that was you yeah and, and, uh, and like so that's the kind of stuff that. This is and this is why I said it's not so easy for people just to think Ryan Switzer is going to get a job over uh, over Eli Rogers. Well, I, th- I think at this point, you know, through four days, if this team is planning on cutting one of those two guys between Rogers and Switzer, I think Switzer's looked very good in eleven on eleven and, and yeah, you is. know as a route runner, um, getting himself open. 
making the play. I think he's been very good there. Of course, he has you know all of the the kick return, punt return stuff that he brings to the table. It's gonna be very hard for this team to cut either of those guys so far. Anything else stand stand out to you in that wide receiver cornerback drill? Uh, I was trying to think the the blocking. I'm trying to think about my people that I took. I took a let me go back through my notes to make yeah. sure I'm not. I, I know there. Stephen Nelson, I thought had a, a nice rep against James Washington. I mean, we talked about James Washington. Yeah, he did looking really nice. I thought I thought Nelson represented himself well. Uh, but this was a drill, really, where I think I think just overall the defensive backs, I mean, struggled, and it, it led to you know Austin having. I mean, this was a time where we really got to see Terrell Austin as his yeah, role in that as secondary as role, coach yeah. coming in there, and and um, you know, and it's interesting because I think Austin is is only supplementing what Bradley's doing. Yeah, because Bradley I think really helped with their communication skills. I think. Austin may be helping with like their technique and finishing things because yep. Yep. Um, they still need to help with turnovers. But uh, th- those are my main notes from that drill. Okay. All right. We're going to go to break here. We'll come back and we will talk 11 on 11. This episode is brought to you by Five Star Painting, a neighborly company. Five Star Painting is looking for new owners to join their growing company. Could this be the perfect opportunity for you? Are you driven? Do you have the heartbeat of an entrepreneur? If you're interested in running your own business, text 5STAR to 87000 right now to learn more. Choosing to start your business with 5STAR Painting means setting yourself up for success by surrounding yourself with the best in the business and the best at business. With 5STAR Painting, you'll be your own boss. You'll pick your own territory, set your own hours, and live a better quality of life running a business that you can be proud of. You'll have access to the best resources to help you scale your landscape business to meet your personal and professional goals. And you'll go home every day with the satisfaction of helping your customers enhance and maintain the beauty of their homes. As a five-star painting owner, you'll also be a part of the greater Neighborly community of home service brands. Neighborly has empowered more than 3,700 entrepreneurs to achieve their dreams and goals through local business ownership. No one knows the home service industry better than Neighborly. Every year, nearly 1 million customers are proudly served by one of Neighborly's 22 award-winning brands. Some of which include Mosquito Joe, Molly Maid, Glass Doctor, and Mr. Rooter. Whether you've been thinking about starting your own business or you're already running your own painting company, text 5STAR to 87000 to learn more about how a 5STAR painting franchise can help you get where you want to go faster than going it alone. Again, text 5STAR, F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R to 87000 to learn more about the neighborly brands that may be available in your area and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast all right so the first 11 on 11 drill as it was yesterday today it was all about the run game yeah now you know yesterday the run game was dominated by the offense I mean, oh this yeah was, this was i thought ralph webb looked really good out there mm-hmm. um then there were some there were some big chunk runs today is a much different story uh, the run defense much much better yeah the, i really think that there was probably some talk about the film uh, amongst the coaches and the defense because they were fired up. They were coming out and hitting and they were dominating their gaps. You did not see them, uh, the running game really rushing in, especially in between the tackles. I thought mm-hmm. their biggest runs were when they tried sweeps around the edges. And there weren't even that many. I mean, what was the longest run in that, in that whole session? Maybe, maybe eight. Yeah. I was going to say maybe seven, seven yeah. yards, something like that. And it was really Benny Snell that yeah. was getting those and, runs. And it was Snell because Snell's looking good. He is looking good. I mean, he was the only running back I thought in that drill to have any success. Um, getting a little slippery out there. You know, yeah. he's, he's a hard guy to bring down. Yeah. He, and I think he's, he's, he's learning how to, adapt because it's not just about running running over people it's running through arm tackles yes and, and he's, he's and, doing that and yeah and he's doing that and, and one thing i still haven't seen him fumble yet no 
Uh, have we seen a fumble in this entire camp? Uh, technically, Cam Sutton fumbled one time. Uh, oh Ryan yeah, Spencer that's right. It out after that's right. Interception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought that I thought that 11-11 drill was uh, very impressive from the run defense. Lots of hits in the backfield. I think Edmonds came up and made a big hit yeah. in the backfield. Um, just overall, I, I thought that was a, a good session for the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, some other notes I have here that that rep uh, Terrell Edmonds against Vance McDonald in an 11-on-11. It was a little look like. Yeah, that was uh, a really good. It was a good rep for Edmonds. Yeah, yeah I mean, it really, Ben had nowhere to go with the football. Tried to kind of force a back shoulder mm-hmm. to uh, to McDonald, but Edmonds all over it. And, and, and what was interesting about that rep, because I, I wrote that down too, Tony, was that uh, McDonald tried to like post up Edmonds. Yeah. Like, he tried to box him out and pull a basketball move. Edmonds was like, nah, man, you're not creating any separation. He comes around and, and sort of creates a stalemate between the two so that neither can really get a clean jump on the ball. I thought that was good. That was good fighting back from Edmonds. And that's the kind of tit for tat that they're going to want from him. Mm-hmm. He challenged a lot of tight tight ends last year and they took Sean Davis off of that duty. I think that's what Edmonds is going to be doing a lot of this season, taking away those playmaker type tight ends. And Vance McDonald is a perfect guy to train against. I thought Deontay Johnson had like an up and down day. Um, I think his best play of the day was this this nifty little move he put. I, I don't know who the defender was, but it was uh, Lane. Was it Justin Lane? Yeah, he caught it because he caught it was the underneath like hitch from like Rudolph, and and like because it, it was a it was a play. Like, they, the defense was backed off. They were about five yards off the mm-hmm. ball, and uh, Lane just or not Lane. Uh, uh, Johnson sort of just comes off the ball, comes closer to the to the to the quarterback. He gets a quick two yard hit, and then Lane just sort of close up on him. And you see Johnson sort of just cut inside and then immediately skirt, and he just cuts back outside and Lane like got crossed up. I mean, it looked Poor like Justin out. Lane today because yeah. yeah, I mean, first the first the wide receiver cornerback yeah. drill with Juju and then that play, and yeah, that I mean, play, I mean, and then and then it drew some ooze from the oh, crowd. Very much, very much, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, one other note about Deontay Johnson is after Moncrief went down hurt, you notice he came in on the first team yep, that was to play outside receiver, and, that, yeah. and those were his first time yeah. with the first team. And I don't know if you if you noticed this as well when they were doing seven because that was during seven on seven. So, so yeah. also I should I should I should make there was I thought a really big play and a good play for Artie. He was running toe for toe with Moncrief on a, oh, yeah, on a this, deep yeah, post. Right, that's the play that Moncrief got hurt. And this is what hurt. And so they went up for a jump ball. Artie challenged it at the high point, no pass interference, really good job. And then Marcus Allen came from the safety position and picked it off. Yes. Um. And in that in that was that was when Moncrief went down. Um, and that was, I thought that was a very good rep from Artie. Now he got beat other times, but, um, you know, yeah. I, I, I see a lot of people on Twitter feed whenever like someone beats Artie, they're like, man, my five-year-old could beat Artie. Huh? Yeah. I don't think y'all, people understand that guy's tough. Like, you know, and he, he's still a very good athlete and he, and he's, he can make plays in the secondary. He's just in, been inconsistent. Um, you know, a lot of people are down on him because, you know, oh, he was a first round draft pick and he's not doing well. But, you know, don't forget that these guys are professional athletes for a reason. Yeah. And I don't know. Did, did he need a standout camp to make this team. It sounded like what from Tomlin in his press conference he's, yesterday doesn't need a standout fine. camp. But remember, he, he signed his uh, you know he got he got he, he, got, he, got, he, he got his yeah. bonus already. Right. They they were intending on keeping him from the jump. That's why I kept telling people like I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, you know maybe after the end of the season, but I think they still see potential in this guy. And I mean again, the athleticism is there. The the ability to challenge the ball in the air is there. He just has to put it all together and kind of get out of his own head from making mistakes. Um, but that was what caused that that the the, the Moncrief injury and allowed. Deontay Johnson to come in. He came in on seven on sevens, and that's when he did his first reps with the first team. And I don't know if you saw this, Tony, but uh, he the first two passes from Ben in, the, in those seven on sevens were right to Deontay Johnson. Were they okay? I must yeah, I must have been. I they think, were okay. and they were short, yeah. but 
it was like quick. It was like quick routes, and Ben. It, it seemed like Ben was almost forcing it to him, like, "Hey, Rook, come get this." Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, I see what you're doing there." Mm-hmm. And I thought that was. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, that that is interesting. Um, going back to the secondary real quick, because you know you talked about Artie Burns, and I think he's having. Oh, look, he's having an up and down camp, right? Like like you talked about. There are, there are plays where you, you think, okay, that's the Artie Burns that we should be seeing on every play, and then there are the ones where it looks like typical Artie, where you know he lets a guy by um, or just gets beaten coverage. I think Cam Sutton. You know, of all the the young corners in Pittsburgh, I think he's having a really nice camp so far. Yeah, he's he's had some really good interceptions. Yeah, he should have um, had one today. He should have had a pick six should, today. Should have had a pick six. Yeah, stepped in front of. He's so he's playing first team in the dime. It looked mm-hmm. like. Um, he stepped in front of a Ben Roethlisberger throw, and I mean, he should have—he should have been gone with it. I think he dropped—he dropped the ball, but um, he's having a nice camp so far. I, I had him as my player of the day the other day. And and, uh, and here's the thing about Sutton is that—and Dale Lolly wrote about this on DK Pittsburgh Sports, which I suggest you go, got you guys go read this article. But the reason why Mike Hilton hasn't gotten a new contract yet is because I think they believe in Cam Sutton, Interesting. and he's kind of following through with that belief. And uh, showing them that they're not wrong for placing some faith in it. Also, because even after this year, Mike Hilton's still a restricted free agent, and he's not. Right. So the the team still has some rights to him. So I mean, it stinks for Mike Hilton because he's fought really hard for the team and had some really big plays for this team. But you know, he's still not the star slot cornerback. He's a, he's a good slot cornerback that's scrappy and you like to to have around. Um, but you know, that's the nature of the NFL and the nature of the salary cap is that they got to make smart business decisions. And, uh, with Cam Sutton coming up and he's in his what third or fourth year, um, this will be year. I think this is year three. three. This is year three for him. And, uh, you know, with him coming up, you know, they're like, maybe there's something there. And Cam Sutton's also bigger, you know, yeah. he, you know and that's that's something that they are looking at for sure. It's, it's the biggest downside of Mike Hilton's game is that he's just he's just so small. He yeah. just gets bodied sometimes and, you know, there's nothing he can do about it. Because I, I think his technique is there a lot of the time. But, um, yeah, when you, you know, when you have that small a frame, it's just it's tough to be dominant mm-hmm. at that position. Um, what else stood out to you at camp today? Um, I really like... Um, They've been, they sort of pulled back James Conner, and I've been wondering what's been going on with that. Mm-hmm. I think it is because they just wanted to get more reps with the young guys. I yeah. think they, and um, you saw Conner go out there when they started doing 11-on-11s again. And on a scramble drill by uh, by Roethlisberger, he rolls to his right. And Connor's like in the middle of a route against Vince Williams, and he's he's like, all right. And then you just hear Ben say, Jay, turn around. And, and, as soon as, and as soon as he says that, Connor just spins to the sideline and knows exactly what he means, gets the ball to him, and he gets, he gets the toe tap and out of bounds, and, and they were running a third. It was like a third down drill, and they got the sticks and, move, and moved the sticks there. Um, I thought that was really good for chemistry-wise because they're going to need uh, Connor to kind of bail out. That was, that was a fun play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was that was a little good one, um, uh, and uh, I thought so. I thought that was so. I I, I really like Trevor Wood, um, number eighty eight. Yes. Um, <laughs> so so uh, yeah. So, so he's listed. He's, he's listed as a quote unquote tight end long snapper. But Dale Dale's give me a lowdown again. You should read what Dale's doing. He's getting really good inside stuff. Um, but that that's kind of just a misnomer. But he's he's mainly there to be a tight end. Um, and uh, he's, uh, but he's really good. This guy uh, could, I think this guy could compete for the third spot. He, he could, he could be challenging Gentry because Gentry still hasn't. I still haven't had seen him have a strong practice. And neither really has Xavier Grimble. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. Grimble's been inconsistent. Trevor Wood. He, so he caught. He was the one that caught the pass from Rudolph. Though he said was contested by Tomlin. Yeah. Well, during the eleven on eleven, he catches this pass. Um, and uh, he completely runs over Marcus Allen, and Marcus My Allen is a, is a big hit, hit, a, yeah. hitting defensive yeah. back. No, this this is yeah, Marcus Allen's the guy out there. He's usually out there. He's the one. Uh, like he's the laying one. the lumber. Yeah, he's like, exactly. Um, but that was not the case. No. Um, 
All right, so let's get to uh, your player of the day. Uh, well, wait, one last thing we got to talk about. Um, and this, so we just talked about a run over. We got to talk about the biggest hit of the day. Oh, Mark Barron. Mark yeah. Barron. Mark Barron. Absolutely yeah. destroyed Christian Scotland Williamson. It was like a little underneath pass from, uh, I think it was Hodges or, or Rudolph and, uh, or it might have been Dobbs, but I, I forget who threw it. But I just remember just seeing he turns up field and Barron just comes and buries him with his shoulder. I mean, the crack was there. He rolled all on the ground and, and like Barron and like the whole Andrew ooze from everybody. And, and, and I, I talked to Mark Barron. After uh, the the the, f- the Saturday practice, and he was like, "I want pads, I mm-hmm. want pads," and that was you could see he was ready to hit someone. I I didn't actually see the play. I was I was typing a tweet at the time, mm. but I heard it. And let me tell you something: I didn't need to see it. I, yeah. I know exactly what happened. It, it was, was a, not a fun rep for Christian Scotland Williamson. He, he he took a big hit. Yeah. All right, player of the day. Um, yeah. All right. So yesterday I had Cam Sutton as my player of the day. Uh, Joey went with Ola. And you had Deontay Johnson. Yeah. Um, so both of you guys stole mine because I was going to go. I was going to go Deontay Johnson. I thought you were going to go Ola. So I had to go deep into it. Although I thought Kim Sutton had a good day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, he had two interceptions. He should have had one today. I mean, honestly, you know, he could be my he could be my back to back player of the day. Um, I thought Benny Snell had a good day today. You know, we talked about the run defense and how good it was. But Benny Snell was the one running back out there who was able to consistently get yards. Um, he's, he's, you know, being a guy. He's right now. He's a guy who's very hard to bring down out there. Um, I'm gonna cheat a little bit. I'm, I'm just gonna go with the run defense. I'm not gonna pick out a single player in that. Uh, we don't do. We don't cheat here. No, we're this cheating. is Locked on Steelers. Listen, I'm cheating. Listen, I'm listen. doing it right now. They may do that stuff on Locked on Chargers, <laughs> but they we don't do that here. I'm just messing around. But. No, I thought, I thought the run defense was smothering a lot of hits. Like I said, like we like talked about, a lot of hits in the backfield. This was a run defense that got gashed yesterday. Today they come back and they are. It is complete opposite. They are completely dominant out there. Uh, big plays from Edmonds. Baron Oladini, who we, we haven't talked about yet, and he, even though he is, you know, quickly becoming the star of this camp overall. Um, he had a nice hit in the backfield, got called out by a couple coaches. Um, so I, I'm going to go with the run defense. What about you? Well, I'm going to go with Jesus. Because Jesus <laughs> wins every day. And yeah. since we just name random things that aren't a player, <laughs> since I thought that's what we were a player of the day, I'm going to go with Jesus. Because uh, Jesus players. wins. See, you don't see it there. There's, there's, no, there's no S on. There's no players of the day. very small, but you can't. Okay. Anyways. I'm going to I'm gonna go with a guy that, I, that I, um, uh, I've talked a little bit about. But I'm going with Cameron Kelly. I thought he – I think okay. the more that you see this guy out there – he is looking really solid. You know, he's he's flowing in between the plays. You know, and, and it's not about a blow up moment. It wasn't about a blow up moment for me. It was how consistently he's been in there, and, and specifically because Sean Davis is still out now. Coming into this season, I thought that was the free backup free safety. That's Jordan Dangerfield's job. Right. Dangerfield's never. I still haven't seen him run with the first team. Well, I saw him. I think it was in the last one. I think it was the last eleven of eleven on the day. He did get a couple first team reps mm-hmm. today, but it was at the end. But it was he, a, exactly. You know, he's not. This is last year. They were during these drills. They were giving Mike Hilton yeah. safety reps. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's where Dangerfield's getting his reps right now with the first team. Not and, a not a great sign. And, and that's not a great sign for him. But I think it's a good sign for the, for for fans if you're thinking about. Um, seeing a new impact at free safety. Cameron Kelly's bigger. He's longer. Um, and, you know, he's a, he's from the AAF. So that's, that's for those who don't know, that's where he came from. And, you know, in the AAF, he played a little bit. He was playing like wide receiver and stuff. Like, you know, so that's the thing. I think they switched him. Yeah. yeah at they, one point. They, yeah. They, they switched him. And like he played, I think he played cornerback in college and he played a little bit of safety and a little bit of receiver. And now he's sort of being the free safety. And then he's being in the box, and then he's being in the slot, and he even played a little yeah, bit of linebacker. Right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's all over the place. And but what interests me the most about Cameron Kelly is, 
you got a player when you get a player in the box that, that that's physical and uh, if you're a safety you're you're taught you got to hit you got to be aggressive you can't go in soft because if you go in soft you're going to take advantage of you cameron kelly's playing play, playing str- tr- strong up, up front but when he goes back to free safety you see that go away you see him be more passive he's, he's like okay let's let, let he i'm the last line of defense when you're when you're free safety you know gone are the days of ryan clark and just crushing people you have to be the person that makes sure no one gets behind you for the big play and i see him doing that a lot better all right so for our final segment here let's uh let's go through each of the position battles and we'll just say you know after four practices we're gonna have a day off tomorrow so that who's winning each of those position battles through four days sure Uh, let's let's start with the quarterback position josh dobbs versus mason rudolph to me this has been honestly the the disappointment of camp so far in that no one's really established themselves as being significantly better than where we left off a year ago I, i i disagree i think i think rudolph has shown a lot of improvement with being able to place the ball, especially today. And that was something I, I, I neglected to talk about, but um, I, I really saw some points where like there were some tough passing windows and he fit it in there. His arm looks stronger. And to me, I, I said this initially when he was drafted. A lot of people said, oh, he doesn't have a strong arm. I, I've never thought it was about lacking the strength. I think it was lacking the confidence yeah. to fire it in sometimes. And that's what Ben Roethlisberger always does. But I think Mason Rudolph has lived off of touch for a very long time. And now he's starting to figure out, you know what? Sometimes you do got to put some oomph in your pass. And... Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- no, I think I think Mason is better than he was a year ago, but I don't I don't know. I mean, it, it's kind of the, what you would hope, or it's kind of what you would think a year a, a player would go from year one to year two, right? Yeah. This isn't a mega leap. Oh, but we, I, don't, I don't think a mega leap's going to happen with these guys. Yeah, and that's unfortunate because you know I, I came into this process not just hoping we were going to see a backup quarterback battle, right? I was hoping that this was going to be a battle between two guys who could eventually take the place of Ben Roethlisberger. I think, and again, it's only four practices in, right? So I don't want to have a you know mega hot take here, but I think what we're quickly finding out is that this is a this is a battle for the backup quarterback spot, not for the future of, of this football team. Uh, but I think that that's all I, I, I expected from these two. I, I didn't I didn't come into this thinking it was all that. I understand a lot of people want to think it's like that yeah. because because it's a little it's it's a little anxious you know if, if you're a Steelers fan and you're thinking you know man Ben's only got a couple more years da, 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 and you wanted you want to you just want to have that security in the back of your mind mm-hmm. but understand it's very rare to find quarterbacks that 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 are that are franchise and sometimes it takes time to develop sometimes they don't ever, ever develop I think right now take each step one day at a time and just say you know what were they better than the day before okay you know if they weren't you know, then you talk about that, but I, I think Dobbs has made a couple of steps in improvement. But I, I've really liked what I've seen Rudolph. He's kind of got the edge for me right now. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think it's a small edge for for Mason Rudolph over Josh Dobbs. All right, number two wide receiver position. We talked about this the other day. I don't know if anything's changed. I mean, Dante Moncrief, Moncrief at this is point. The man. Moncrief, yeah, is the man. Moncrief, Moncrief's the number two uh, wide receiver. All right, inside linebacker Mark Barron versus Devin Bush. Does this even matter at this point? Given no. that it seems like these guys are all going to be rotated in anyway. I mean, and I tweeted this about during during the eleven on elevens when they started it. If First, it was Vince Williams and and Mark Barron. Then it was just Devin Bush. Then it was Vince Williams, Mark Barron. Then it was Devin Bush. I mean, they were just rotating them in and keeping equal snap reps. I I legit think they are going to be running with all three of them pretty equally for some time. And then I don't know that there is another really, you know, camp battle coming in, right? We talked about this going through the positions. It seemed like every position kind of had its, yeah. um, it, it was pretty solidified. I will say this. The one thing that's kind of emerged out of these first four days is that Ola Dini is a lock. further along. Yeah, he's, he's a lock for the roster. And yeah. now the next question is, can he compete with Anthony Ciccolo for reps? For snaps. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be a big storyline here going forward. I think uh, a minor story. 
um, was that with Ramon Foster having the day off, they didn't put BJ Finney in at guard. They had Matt Filer bump over. I did see that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And they had Chooks Okorafor uh, playing tackle, which, you know, at first I was like, huh, Chooks is playing tackle. I guess that means Filer. Oh, no, that's Filer right next to him. And, um, or no, Filer wasn't next to him. He was around the corner. Right. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, but for, which see, seeing those two, and I was like, okay. And I, to me, I've also, I've always felt like Filer's more of a guard. I think he would be more at home being the guard type. Um, but Gerald Hawkins has been getting his butt whooped a lot by Ola Adini. And maybe that's unfair to him because Adini seems to be whooping everybody. He's, yeah, he's um, dominant out there. Right. <laughs> but, but, but Hawkins, you know, he, he's kind of behind the eight ball. He spent two years on IR and, uh, now he's not wowing in camp. Um, or, or at least looking decent in camp, and he's a fourth-round draft pick Tough, from LSU. Yeah. You expect an SEC lineman to step up at some point. He uh, he may not have much more time with the Steelers after the, after next season because that's when his rookie deals up. But uh, but yeah, still. But I I, I liked seeing Filer ha- have that versatility on the offensive line because you need that from your lineman when you're saving all these other roster spots. All right, so the Steelers have a day off tomorrow. We will take the day off as well. We will be back. On what will it be Wednesday? Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. All right. Before we do that, though, Chris, let people know where they can find your work. You guys know you can find my work at dkpittsburghsports.com, but on Twitter, I'm at Carter Critiques, where I'm breaking down film, talking, talking with everybody. Follow me. I will follow you back if you like to boost your numbers. But I also like to follow and talk with with other fans. Uh, feel free to at me. Feel free to message me. I always talk, respond. You know, if I don't respond, it's just because I'm busy or I'm driving. Because I'm driving an hour every day out here, man. It's <laughs> it is it is a hike. Um, you know, but but it's a trick that I do it because I love I love my job and I love what I do and I love working for you guys and get you the stuff you need. Um, but I'm doing most a lot of that for DKPittsburghSports.com. Where I'm the lead NFL analyst, breaking down X's and O's. We did some Don- Deontay Johnson for Monday and why his footwork is showing up in camp and why that's a very good thing for the trajectory he needs to show. Uh, to, for Tuesday, we got Cameron Kelly. Why he's why he's been interesting and the versatility that he's showing and how that could work out for what the Steelers are planning moving forward. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, Tomlin loves his guys who can have that versatility, go from yep. safety to, to slot and all that. All right, you can find me on Twitter at Steeler Country, and Chris and I will be back on Wednesday for more Locked On Steelers.